Good morning, everyone. Hope you are doing really, really well. It's great to have you here with us as we dive into another, I think, really, really important idea in the series we're doing called The God Jesus Knows and the Problem of Sin. The God Jesus Knows and the Problem of Sin. Now, if you're here for the first time, like first time walking into Rock Point, maybe first time walking to church, that title is not a very fun title for you, I'm sure. The Problem of Sin. Oh, great. Why <laughs> Why today? <laughs> why did I have to walk in on that? But let me tell you this. Uh, this is the third part of a series, and it's also actually a sequel to another series that if you haven't heard the first two parts, and if you haven't heard the, the, the other part that we kind of set the, the stage for this series, it was called The God Jesus Jesus knows, then um, you've missed out because what we've spoken about so far in this series and in the prequel is that the God Jesus knows, uh, not the God that's sometimes portrayed in church, not the God that's sometimes portrayed by uh, judgmental finger pointing, not the God that sometimes we grow up with, but the God that Jesus knows actually makes a conversation about sin not that bad. <laughs> it's actually pretty amazing. What Jesus did, what he makes available, the solution, the love, the compassion, the grace, the mercy that he brings makes a discussion and a conversation about sin and the problem of sin actually something that I think we want to have, we wanna talk about. But I understand that kind of throwing out the word sin as the first like seventh word of the message, that, that's hard, I get it. But again, if you haven't heard the messages leading up to this message, I would love for you to catch up because again, the God Jesus knows. The God Jesus knows, the God Jesus portrayed is just an incredible picture of who he is and makes a conversation, not just about sin, not just good to do and important to do, but actually, if there is a problem of sin, this is how we wanna talk about it. So if you've missed those messages, I'd love for you to go and catch up. To get us on the same page, I do wanna remind you of a couple things that we've said so far in this series. I'm not gonna use the same words, but I will use the same concept, and that's this. Over the last couple weeks, we've kind of said that whether you're a Christian or not, whether you're religious or not, experience our own experience or as we look at the world or as we look at what happens around the world globally and in our own lives and family or whatever, our experience tells us that there probably is something wrong with our human nature. As we look at ourselves, our human experience, our, our inability to live up to our own standards, let alone God's, our, our, that thing in us that makes it easy to do the wrong thing and hard to do the right thing sometimes. That thing in us that seems to kind of tend toward brokenness, tend toward self-centeredness, tend toward mess. That thing in us, it's hard to argue that everything's great inside the human heart. I mean, if you look around, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of say that, you know, we, we don't. We never say I'm perfect. We usually say I'm not perfect. I'm only human. And, and Christianity describes that or calls that thing in us that seems to pull us to do the things we don't wanna do and not to do the things we do wanna do, the thing in us, it calls the problem of sin. And experience tells us, yeah, that's probably there. You don't have to be religious to know that. It's probably there. And then if experience tells us that, logic then tells us that if that's true of us and if there is a God and, and God is perfect, holy, and just. And remember, we want God to be perfect, holy, and just. If he's not just, then we can't trust him. I mean, I've, I've said it that way. If he's not a just God, we won't ever trust God. We want him to be just. But if he's just, and we have this problem of sin, then that means logically that as human beings, we simply don't measure up. 
We don't measure up, and that's a problem. Experience tells us there's something wrong with us. Logic tells us that if there is a God, then we don't measure up. We want to, we, we would like to, we try to, but we just simply don't. If there is a problem of sin, if the problem of sin is real, then in and of ourselves as human beings, we don't measure up. We don't. But that's why I love Christianity, because over the last couple of weeks, we've looked at how Christianity actually offers us a real solution to this problem of sin, to this inability to measure up. It actually offers a beautiful solution, and we looked at that over the last couple of weeks. Again, if you missed it, I'd love for you to hear it. But today, what I wanna do is I want to try and describe, to the best of my ability, I wanna try and describe, and I'm gonna use an illustration, I'm gonna use a metaphor, and I'd like you to kinda of go on a journey with me on this metaphor, because I wanna use this metaphor to kind of describe that there is another problem. It's not just the problem of our own human brokenness, and it's not just the problem of us not measuring up. Christianity solves that problem. But there's another problem that actually oftentimes keeps us from accepting the solution that Christianity offers. And I wanna talk about that problem. And that problem I would probably call the problem of pride. The problem of pride. There's a problem that keeps us from actually accepting this incredible solution that God has made to the problem of sin. But there's this problem of pride that sometimes keeps us from accepting it or allowing that to actually change our lives. Here's what I mean. Nobody likes not measuring up. Right? If I, you know, who likes, no, don't put your hands up. Nobody likes not measuring up. When I say it just now, when I said, you know what, none of us measure up. I don't know about you, but there's something in me that when somebody tells me that, I'm like, well, how do you know me? I, what? You don't know how I'm, you don't know. There's something in us that doesn't like not measuring up. There's something in us that, that wants to be seen as the best version of ourselves. We all want to measure up. We all want to be good enough. And so there's something in us that's gonna try, that's gonna try to be good enough. We're gonna work hard, we're gonna show, I'm gonna show you that I am, contrary to what you think, I am good enough. In fact, I believe that, that our world is littered with attempts at being good enough, at proving that we're good enough, at showing our best selves, at working and working and working, whether that is religiously or professionally, or relationally, or financially, or, or whatever way you want, whatever way we find ourselves, we work really hard, we're all trying to be good enough, whether that is to try and please God, or to be the best version of ourselves, we're all wanting to be good enough. We're all working, we're all trying to get there, trying to measure up. But if Christianity is true, and if we really do have this problem of sin, then we will never get there, <laughs> if it's true. We'll never get to the best version of ourselves. That thing in us will always seem to sabotage it. And we'll never measure up to God. We struggle to measure up to our own standards. We'll never measure up to who God is, if Christianity is true. The best illustration that I can give of that dilemma, of that problem of not being able to measure up is, is kind of like this, that we're, this is where the illustration, the metaphor sort of starts. If we're kind of here on earth and measuring up, getting to, to, to please God or getting to, to measure up to what God wants is the space station, the International Space Station. 
And measuring up is anyone who can reach up and touch it. When you touch that, you've measured up. You've done everything. Or, or out there somewhere is the best version of me, and me trying to get up to space station is me measuring up. But here I am on Earth, and only people who can reach and touch the International Space Station measure up. But no matter how hard we try, right? Like, no matter how hard you try, you can't go outside now and open the doors and, hey, I'm gonna jump. <laughs> it doesn't work. We can't get there. It's just, it's impossible. We can't get there. We want to, we wanna measure up. The best version of ourselves, I wanna measure up to God, but it's almost like God is up there, the, the International Space Station, and I'm down here on Earth. I wanna measure up, but I just can't. And now when that happens, that kind of leads to two major responses, two major reactions to that. There's two things that most of us as human beings do as a result of that dilemma. We either give up or we try climb up. That if that's how I measure up, if, that's, if I can find my best self out there somehow by touching the international space, I'm gonna try my best, I'm gonna climb up or I'm going to give up. You know, some of us, the give up side of things, some of us, we, we were like, you know what? If that's what I need to do to measure up, that's stupid. I'm not gonna try that. I can't get there, so why even try? And maybe sometimes your experience growing up, like, like you were in a, in a situation where you're like, okay, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, and then you fail. And it's like, well, I, I can't do this. And it's like, well, if I can't do this, and, and, and I've tried, and I've tried, and I've tried, so why, why should I keep trying? I just give up. Well, maybe it's a little more specific. Maybe for you, you grew up in a Christian home or a church home, and you, I mean, you were told what you need to do, how you need to do it, how you need to behave, who you need to be, and if you do all these things, then you will measure up, and you tried, but there were some things that you struggled with. There were some things that maybe you hid. There were some things that when you shared it, people went, oh my gosh, really? If that's who you are, you will never measure up. And maybe you heard that and you went, okay, well, if I can't measure up, I'm gonna give up. I'm gonna give up and I'm gonna stop trying and I'm gonna forget this whole thing. And sometimes that leads to sort of a spiritual despair or a spiritual feeling of being a spiritual failure. And it's like, I'm out. Or maybe you've gotten to the place where you've said, that happened to me, or I don't really care about this. I, I think that's dumb, and I don't believe this stuff anyway. I'm not a religious person. I don't want anything to do with it. And if that's what God expects of me to get up there and do all that, I can't do that. No one can do that. So I'm pushing all this away, and I'm walking away from all this faith thing anyway. I'm giving up on all of it. I'm free. I don't care about it. I'm not a religious person. And we give up. Now, now let me speak to you. If, you're, if you find yourself in that spot, if you feel like that's where you're at, here's what I'd love to say to you. I don't blame you. I don't. Because if that's the experience you've had with God, if that's the picture that someone gave you of God, that you, if you can't get up to there, then you don't measure up and you never will. I don't blame you for walking away and giving up. It makes sense. That's a normal response to that kind of picture of God, that kind of picture of you being able to measure up. I get it. And I wanna say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you, but I don't blame you. And there's a lot of people 
who find themselves in that situation. So I'm really sorry. But that is one of the responses that we have, that if that's how, if I'm here on earth and I've got to get to the space station, giving up is one of the responses we have. But the other response is also very, very common, and it's more common in religious circles, but it's not only religious circles, it's also outside of religious circles, and that is this, we try to climb up. If I've gotta get there, if I can be the best version of myself by getting there, if I can please God by getting there, if I can be okay with God by getting there, then I'm going to climb up, and I'm gonna do everything in my power to climb up, and so what we end up doing is we end up trying to figure out how to build these ladders and I'm gonna build this ladder that I can, man, and I'm gonna build it out of everything I can do, all my efforts, and I'm gonna climb, it's gonna be beautiful, it's gonna be strong, it's gonna be tall, and I'm gonna work hard to climb up. And as long as we're working and doing and, and putting effort in and striving, then we can meet the, the expectations, we can measure up, we can be enough. <clears throat> and I, I think this, this is huge. I think all of us do this at some point in our lives and all of us do this in some ways. And usually what happens is we find ladders that seem to fit our character, seem to fit our personality, things that we're good at. And so there's a whole bunch of different ladders all over the world. And even in this room, there's different ladders that we do. And just so that you know, when I'm saying this, this is me too. I've done this so many times. I've built so many different ladders to try and measure up. This is something I've done as well. But here are some ladders that we sometimes build. There's the church ladder. And if I go to church and if I do all the right church things and if I memorize the right church things and I know how to operate and how to dress and how to talk in church, then God will be cool with me and I'll have this beautiful church ladder that people will see mostly on Sundays and it'll be awesome and they'll see this cool ladder and I'll climb it and I'll be awesome and God will be pleased and I'll be the best version of myself. And we build our church ladder and try to climb up the church ladder and I'll be a better person and a moral person because of my church ladder and I'm good and God will look at me and go, well done. Maybe not the church ladder for you. Maybe it's a self-discipline ladder. And there's the religious version of self-discipline and there's the non-religious version of self-discipline. And I've got a friend who was, was not a Christian, an atheist actually, and he was the most disciplined person I knew. And he built this ladder and he told me, we discussed this, this idea, and he built this ladder and he told me, man, I'm trying to fix all this stuff in me, but I don't know why, it's just hard and it feels like I'm at the top of this ladder and it's windy and it's hard, but I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna make it happen. We've got the self-discipline ladder. Or we learn all the stuff that we're supposed to learn. We've got religious self-discipline. To do this, we build this ladder to try and measure up, to try and get to the space station. There's the knowledge ladder. If I know more than you, <laughs> my ladder's taller than yours. I'll know more scripture, I know more Bible, or I know, maybe it's not a religious thing, I know more science, I know more about psychology, I know more about life, I know more about people, I know more about politics, I know more, and if I can know more, then I'll be above others, and I'll be over them, and I'll be able to see above them, and I'll be better. If it's not the church, or the self-discipline, or the knowledge ladder, then sometimes it's the service ladder, that I, if I'm just a person who serves others, that's who I am, and I find my identity in the fact I rely on my service toward others to define my goodness. And I'm building a ladder of serving. Maybe it's a love ladder, that I just love everyone. And I define my life that I'm just a person who loves well, not like all these other people, but I love well. And I build this ladder, and so often, out of this feeling that we need to be better, that we need to measure up, we build these ladders. But as we look around the landscape of our world, again, the reality is that the world is littered with ladders of people trying to overcome this thing inside of us that tells us we don't measure up and trying to be good. 
And we try to define ourselves by these things that I'm a good person, I'm a religious person, I'm a kind person, I'm a disciplined person, I'm a church person, I'm a loving person, I'm a smart person, I'm a whatever person. And what's so tragic is that no matter how good the ladder is that we're building and no matter how tall the ladder is that we're building and no matter what ladder we're on and how beautiful that ladder is and how brilliantly we climb it and how well we can balance at the top of it in this precarious life, I'm awesome, I'm awesome. Well, I know I'm struggling, but I'm awesome. No matter how brilliantly we can balance on the top of our ladders that we build that defend find ourselves. The problem is from God's perspective, this is how it all still looks. If you look at from the International Space Station, how many ladders do you see? How many tall buildings do you see? You don't. And all our ladders, we're like, oh my gosh, look how tall my ladder is. And God's looking down going, where is it? Wow. But you know what that leads to? Soften those ladders of effort that we are so proudly standing on and so proudly building. And we're on the ground and God's looking down. But so often what happens is the people who climb the ladders start looking down on everyone who doesn't or who has a shorter ladder. And so judgment and pride become a predominant feeling very often in religious circles. Because I got my religious ladder and I'm better than you. And I can't believe you've got such a stupid little ladder. And there's this feeling of pride that seems to creep in, in, and not just in religious world, in every world dominated by ladders. If, if we're building a ladder, if that's how we get somewhere, do something, be something, if it's based on my ladder, it will lead to an, a feeling of pride and judgment for anyone who's on the ground, and I'll tell you, I'm better than you, I climb better than you, I'm more than you, look at me. Isn't this why we sometimes feel pride and judgment all around us so much? And if we're honest, in our own hearts as well. And all the while, the crazy thing, this is what God sees, remember? The picture from the International Space Station. That's what he sees. He, he doesn't see these amazing letters. It all looks the same. You know why? Because we're trying to get to the International Space Station. Here's the reality, though. Whether we're the kind of person defined by giving up and saying, who cares about stupid letters? I don't care about them. I'm not going to climb. I'm not going to try. Whether we're defined by giving up or defined by climbing up. The problem with that is we're still finding our definition of ourselves in ourselves, in our own effort, in our own ability to build a ladder and climb it, or in our own failure to do that. And when our definition finds its foundation in ourselves, whether it's in our effort or our failure, all of us still don't measure up because we're all still human and that humanness in us is still imperfect and it's still defined by the problem of Sin, whether we're frantically trying to climb a ladder of whatever it is in your life, whichever ladder you're best at, because we're striving to be good people, or we're rejecting it all, saying it's all stupid and worthless, I don't care about climbing. If God is God, and if the problem of sin is still true, we still don't measure up, which is why the picture of the space station and us, no matter how big our ladders are, it is still this massive, massive, Gap, the reality is our ladders 
No matter how beautiful, how long you've taken to build it, how many PhDs you have with it, how many times people have said, oh my gosh, that's the most incredible ladder I've ever seen in my life. No matter how good that is, our ladders will never get us to where we want to go because they're still founded on a broken human nature. It will never fix the problem inside of us and it will never get us to God. Our ladders don't work. But this is again why I love Christianity. Because what we've discovered as we've explored the God that Jesus knows is that while nothing we do can get us to him, no ladder can get us there, no kicking ladders down saying I'm not even going to try because this is stupid. No, nothing we do can get us to him. Do you know what Christianity teaches? That Jesus came down to earth on a proverbial elevator. <laughs> that we're trying to build all these ladders. And if you follow this metaphor, if you follow this picture, there's a space station. We're trying to get there going, look at me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find the best version of myself. I'm going to get to God. And God's going, it's not going to work. So here's what I'm going to do. Ding. And Jesus showed up right in our world, in our face, in our place, in our mess, and the door went ding. And he stands there and he's saying, hey, I wanna invite you. Oh, you brilliant ladder maker, you. I wanna invite you and I want you to get into me, onto this elevator because your ladder will never get there. Your ladder will never get you to where you wanna be and it will never get you to God, but I've come down so that I can actually take you with me. And if you would just simply get onto the elevator, guess what? It reaches the space station. It can take you to where you need to be. You see, even though we give up or try to climb up and neither of it works, Jesus came down and provides a way for us to measure up. He gives us a way, but it's not based on my effort or my lack of effort. It is solely based on him and his elevator. And I know it's a silly picture, but I think it really works. I think it really is what it is. We're constantly trying to build the ladder. I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And he's going, it's not gonna happen. You're trying to get to the space station. No ladder can get you there, but this elevator. And the doors open and he invites all of us onto that. He provides a way for us to get to God. He provides a way for us to be the best version of ourselves, to become who he's made us to be, to be the husbands, the wives, the men, the women, the fathers, the mothers, the leaders, the people, the friends. He, uh, he provides a way for us to be who He's called us and made us to be, to live our lives with character. He gives us a way to, to be able to navigate temptation. He says, yeah, this is how the ladder's not gonna work. This is how you can live your life without judgment. You can live your life by loving others. There is a way for you to do it. But this solution comes with a huge problem in the world of ladders. The elevator thing, Jesus coming down, opening the door, inviting us in is a huge problem in the world of ladders. You know what that problem is? And this is why we struggle to accept it. This is why we struggle to, to, to just trust him. Here's the problem. And this is the problem with pride. This is that problem. Because in order to get in the elevator, we have to get off our ladders. 
And do you know how much we love our ladders? When I've taken years to build my awesome ladder that I'm so proud of and is better than yours and taller than yours, and I've carved some nice things in there, my ladder of, I love so well, I love better than everybody. I, I serve so well, I'm a good, I know this, I, man, I'm so self-disciplined, I am saving myself, I can do this. In order to get on the elevator, we have to get off our ladders. And some of us are so attached to our ladders. We have found so much pride and control in our ladders that it's hard to get off. And admitting that a ladder that you've taken so long to build and you've built so much trust in my ability to know the scripture and do this thing and me doing this way and making this way, you've got so much time spent on doing that. And we've worked so hard and trusted so much and have so much pride admitting that that thing that we built so long and hard and done doesn't work, that's hard. It's very hard to do. But they don't work. It's founded on me. It's never gonna get me to where I wanna be. They don't work. When we have found our definition in ourselves and our identity in I'm a good person, I'm a religious person, I'm a great Christian, I'm a kind person, I'm a disciplined person, I'm a church person, or if we found our identity and you know what, I'm a failure, I've been told I'm a failure and this stuff is stupid and I'm gonna define myself as that and I'm just gonna go and do my life. We find our, our identity in that, or I'm not someone who believes in this God stuff anymore. It's stupid and I don't want it. I'm free and I'll follow my heart. Wherever we're finding our identity, when we found our identity in any of that stuff, it's not simple. It's not easy to get off the ladder or to walk off the street, kick the ladders aside and walk off the street onto the elevator because it can't just be that simple, can it? Or getting off a ladder that I've relied on for so many years <laughs> to show a sense of measuring up, to show that I'm doing good, to show that I'm good enough. Getting off that ladder takes a whole bunch of humility, a whole bunch. And I'm telling you, humility is a tough pill to swallow when my identity is found in my ability. Whew. Humility is a tough pill to swallow when my identity is found in my ability. And then, you know, we've got these amazing ladders and I've built it and everything and Jesus comes along and he's like, he's so kind and gracious and he comes along and he says, wow, that's a nice ladder you got there. This is really nice. Woof, took you a long time. Very, very nice. You're trying to get there. It's never gonna get there. And while, I mean, 12 feet, come on, that's amazing. 30 feet, whoa, really? And Jesus comes along and says, that's amazing, but you're never gonna get to the space station. This is not gonna work, it can't work. You know it can't work. And you know it's precarious, and you know the wind blows, and you know it's hard, and you know you've fallen off that ladder a bunch of times and it didn't work, and then you're like, ah, no, I hope nobody saw that, I gotta get back up. And Jesus is saying, you know, it's not gonna work. It's never gonna work. And then he says this, would you consider getting off your ladder and getting on my elevator? Would you consider doing that? Would you consider getting off the ladder that you're trusting in to save yourself, to be the best? But would you, would you consider getting off that ladder that you're trusting and, and trusting me would you consider getting off your ladder that you have so much pride in and humbly trust me? 
That's what Jesus asks us. And it's hard to do, hard to do. The solution's there, but it's hard to do. The elevator's there, the door's open, but it's hard to get off our ladder. You see, what Jesus taught us about us and God and our relationship with him is this, that without help, we never measure up. And I think we know that. I think we know that. We can never be the full version of who we were meant to be, who we were created to be. It just won't happen. Our human nature is broken. We know that, and it can't, we can't get there alone. But if we accept his invitation onto the elevator, then in some amazing but real way, this is crazy. This is, this is Christianity. We just get to sit in him. We're scrambling up a ladder or kicking ladders down. We just get to sit in him, relax, breathe, rest. Not strive, find peace, not despair, not guilt. Because no longer is my definition of me, my identity, dependent on my ladder and my ability to climb it or my lack of ability to build and climb a ladder. It's dependent on him and me sitting in him, relying on him because of what he has done when he came to earth and he died for our sin and he died to give us a cure to the sin disease that we have and because he gives us the power to measure up. That's a beautiful part about Christianity we sometimes forget, but think about it. When you get on an elevator, how hard do you have to work to elevate? And you just start changing you just start growing. That this is the picture of Christianity. If we can get off our ladders that we're trying to work and it's working a bit and we get a little bit, if we can get off the ladder, humbly stop trusting ourselves and our ladder and get on him, get in him, trust him in Christ. If we get in him, when we're on an elevator, you begin to elevate, you begin to move up. And when we trust him and rely on him on the elevator, as we get onto him, we slowly start reaching higher and higher and higher. Not because I'm going, I'm climbing. A ladder doesn't fit in an elevator. You can't put it there, but you get in Christ, in him. In a sense, we measure up suddenly. And we begin to grow in our ability to live out that measuring up. Again, not because we're doing anything, but because we've stopped relying on a broken human nature that can't climb a ladder high enough. And our definition is now dependent on Him. In Him, we measure up. In Him, His strength comes into us. When we enter into Him, His strength comes into us and we begin to change. We grow we become more like him in him. It changes who we are. And in him, we can reach higher than we ever could before, not because of our striving, but by what he has done for us and is doing in us. Imagine the peace that comes and the rest that comes. Imagine forgetting the guilt that comes from not measuring up and imagine the joy from not striving yet rising because we're in him. That's the beautiful promise and picture of Christianity. It's incredible. I wanna show you a scripture that says this so clearly. It's incredible. James chapter four, verse 10 says this. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he 
will lift you up. I'm proudly, trust, proudly trusting in my ladder. I gotta climb, I gotta, no, no, no. Humble, get off the ladder. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. This idea is found throughout Christianity. It's a beautiful thing. And I wanna show you some words that the apostle Paul wrote. And this is so cool. It's a letter he wrote to some people living in Philippi. And I'm gonna read it out of the Message Bible because it just says it so well. But Paul was a guy who built the most elaborate ladders. I mean, tallest ladders. This guy was incredible. He did so many things to prove that he was amazing, to prove himself to God, to live up to some standard. He did so much and he lists them out in this letter. And then he realized when he met Jesus, none of them work. And he, he, he got rid of all of them. And he put himself in Christ. And it changed his life, and he became all that he was meant to be. Let me read this, Philippians chapter 3, verse 3 from the message. It says this, we couldn't carry this off by our own efforts, and we know it. We can't get where we want to go. We can't reach the space station. He didn't say that. I'm, I'm saying that. We couldn't carry this off by our own efforts, and we know it even though we can list what many might think are impressive credentials. Look at all my ladders. Look at how great I've done. Look at how far I've climbed. Look at all my credentials. And then he lists them. You know my pedigree, a legitimate birth. I was born to the right family, circumcised on the eighth day, did all the religious traditional things that I needed to do. An Israelite from the elite tribe of Benjamin, born into the right clan, into the right tribe, into the right nation. A strict and devout adherent to God's law a fiery defender of the purity of my religion, even to the point of persecuting the church. I was passionate, I did everything like, look at the ladders I've climbed. A meticulous observer of everything set down in God's law book, I climbed every ladder there was to climb. The very credentials these people are waving around as, and this is so cool, the very credentials these people are waving around as something special, all these ladders, I'm tearing up and throwing out with the trash. Tearing it up. Along with everything else I used to take credit for, all the things I had pride in, all the things I trusted in. And why? Because of Christ. Because of what he's done. Yes, all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ as my master firsthand. Everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. Those ladders don't work. They don't go where they're supposed to go. They don't go where I think they will. They can't work. I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ and be embraced by Him. The NIV, another translation, says those words like this. I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could be found in Him. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like Paul got off his ladders and walked into the elevator and is found in Christ. I didn't want some petty, inferior form of righteousness. The ladders we build are a petty, inferior brand of righteousness. That stuff only comes from keeping a list of rules when I didn't want that, when I could get the robust kind that comes from trusting Christ God's righteousness. I think that's a picture of a bunch of ladders. And Paul's going, I gotta get off. I gotta get off. And this elevator shows up and he goes, oh my word, I'm getting in. And I've got this superior righteousness that comes from God that can get me to where I need 
to go. That idea of being in Christ is throughout Paul's writings. In fact, he says it around 164 times in his writings, in Christ or in him. Here's a few examples. Romans 8 verse 1 says this, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Whether you're at the top of a ladder or you have fallen off that ladder and been crushed by the ladder and people are laughing at you, telling you you will never measure up, that doesn't matter. There is no condemnation, not for the ones on a ladder, but for those who are in Christ. There is no condemnation just walking into that elevator. No condemnation. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. God made him, Christ, who had no sin to be sin for us. Why? So that in him, in him, if I'm in him, we might become the righteousness of God. And I love that he says become, that we actually change and become righteous. I measure up in him. When I step onto the elevator, I measure up. Acts 17 verse 28 says this, in him we live and move. And we have our being. Our life is found. Where? On the top of a ladder? No, that's precarious, difficult, dangerous. You may have the tallest ladder and it may feel great for some time, but it doesn't work. But in him, we live and move and have our being. And this is just a taste. It's all over Christianity. Our ladders that we build can't get us the hope that we're looking for, can't get us what we're trying to find. But in Christ, in the elevator, it changes everything. And so when we find our identity, not in our own effort or in our own failure, but in him on the elevator, not only does our relationship with God change completely, but our lives begin to change as well. We actually begin to look more like Jesus. We become who we're wanting to become in him. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone, anyone, what about people who've kicked the ladder down? Yeah, that's anyone. What about people who totally rebelled and said, I will never ever try again. In fact, I'm gonna dig a hole down to prove that I don't want to climb a ladder. I don't want to try be anything. Are they including anyone? Yep. If anyone is willing to walk onto the elevator, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. When we are in him, there is a strength in us so that we can be like him. When we walk in, that elevator picks us up. <laughs> it moves us. It moves us. In him, there's a new strength in us to be able to avoid the damaging, hurtful temptation to ourselves and to others. There's a new strength in us to be able to avoid that human nature mess. It doesn't go away it's never gonna go away. While we're on this planet and we have a body, we will have this flesh, this human nature with us that we will wrestle with. But in him, there's a strength that there's a different option. We can be who he's called us to be, live what he's called us to live. Again, we'll never be fully rid of that human nature thing. Galatians 5, 17 says this, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. That's just the reality while we're human. So we're never gonna be rid of it, but Christianity teaches that when we place ourselves in him, he places his strength in us, his life in us, his righteousness in us. And that helps us be the person <laughs> that we actually want to be. Even when we fail, even when we're like sick of the elevator, run back to the ladder going, I gotta try the ladder again. He's, the door's open. 
And he's going, it's okay, come back. I, I, I know, I know, I know it's hard, I know. Would you trust me? Would you stop trusting me? Would you trust me? Get on the elevator. And as we rest in that and as we live in that, it's the most beautiful, life-giving, freeing way to live in him. For the next couple of weeks, we're gonna do two more weeks of the series and we're gonna talk a little bit about what that looks like. Like, how do you practically do that? How do you live in him? But for now, what I wanna leave us with is this. Who do you trust? Do you have a ladder that you're trusting to be good enough, to prove, to show, to live, to be good enough for God, to be the best version of yourself? Do you have a ladder that you're trying to trust? Because the ladder's never gonna get us where we wanna go. Are you trusting yourself? Am I trusting myself? Am I trusting my effort or am I trusting him? I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but the word trust is, is the word faith. Faith is such a big thing in Christianity. But the word faith, I think a synonym for the word faith is humility. Because faith means this, I trust you, not me. Humility means this to me. I don't trust me, I trust you. Faith means I trust you, not me. Humility says, I don't trust me. I trust you. And I think what Jesus is asking is can we get off the ladder, stop trusting all these other things and can you get onto this beautiful invitation of this elevator? Can you trust me, get in me? And the beautiful thing is this, and this is so important, the invitation that Jesus gives to get on the elevator is the exact same invitation to super religious people and the worst kind of sinners you've ever thought you might be in the whole world. Same invitation. Because that the ladder doesn't matter. The ladder doesn't matter. <laughs> the failure doesn't matter because in Christ, everything is new. So it doesn't matter where you're at. The invitation is the same. Would you simply stop trusting in your human effort or your human failure and leave that because none of that will measure up. And only when we put ourselves in him is there a way to measure up. So would you get off the ladder? Would you stop trusting in your inability to climb a ladder and, and place yourselves in Christ? Who are you trusting? Who are you trusting? Yourself, what ladder? Or are you trusting the elevator, Christ, that he's come? Because in him, in him, we measure up. We're gonna end this service with a song. The band's gonna sing a song. It's called uh, Jaira. And the word gyra is actually a Hebrew word that's been made an English word, and it means provider. Jehovah Jaira means God, our provider. And the reason we're singing this song is because I'd like to take a moment for us to ask the question, who am I trusting to provide my ability to measure up? Who am I trusting? And I'm telling you, there are places in my life that I still trust me. And I'm so glad for this invitation to the elevator, but who are we trusting? And as the band sings this, I want us to take some time. Am I trusting my effort? Am I climbing a ladder? Am I kicking the ladder down and trusting in my failure to define me? Or am I allowing Christ's invitation onto this elevator to trust me and give me everything I need to be enough? Because he is enough. This invitation is enough. Do I trust him enough to make me enough? Let me pray for us. Father, I'm so, so grateful that this is the message of Christianity because if the message of Christianity was a big ladder, none of us would make it. And that's been proven over and over again. 
Thank you that the message of Christianity is that our ladders don't measure up. But thank you, Jesus, for coming and providing another way, providing an elevator that we can just get in and rest and trust and be at peace and not be defined by our failures or our guilt or our shame or the words that people have told us or not be defined by our own seeming successes and judgments and pride, but be defined by you so that in you, we become different and we begin to elevate. We begin to move up because that's what happens in you. Help us trust you. Help us realize that in you, because you're enough, we are enough. In Jesus' name, amen.
magic.